This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Drag Me to Hell. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the always ready for attack, Justin Wydell. How's it going, Justin? You know, that's going okay, I guess. Do you hear that? Is it a brown wall? A brown wall. Oh, my goodness. Let's bask in it for a minute. Oh, just, just so special. Is that our, is that our first uh, socially distant... Brown wall? It is. Well, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Are you standing six feet away from brown wall? I hope so. <laughs> no, I wish I could bathe in it. Um, so we're here, guys. Uh, we're, we're really keeping a schedule. We're, we're giving you what you beg for. Um, we've seen the we've seen the skywriting. We have seen the, the emails. We even saw the time you guys bought on CNN. That was so sweet of you guys. Yes, we're yeah. going to keep doing it. You don't have to worry. We got you covered. And just uh, just a steady diet of the films you've been clamoring for. So just hang tight. Um, but for the for the new listeners, uh, why are you here? And also, uh, oh, what is the movie Microscope, do you ask? Okay, so, well, it's a show where we zoom in. We watch a film with uh, skeptical eyes, uh, and we, uh, we let it wash over us like a toxic bath, like Karen Silkwood in this. And then we, we, we rinse, and the stuff lying down, the little pieces that make or break, those are the things that we cling to, the little moments, of which there are many in a film like Breach. You know, if we're talking about Breach with uh, Ryan Philippe, we'd, we wouldn't talk about the scene where Chris Cooper, like, falls down an infinite flight of stairs. We would talk about the little moments, you know. Well, let me stop you there. Ryan Philippe. Is that how you pronounce it? I always thought it was Philippe. Philippe. I'm, I say Philippe. Yeah. That sounds like um, that sounds more than that sounds uh, that pronunciation sounds more than he deserves. Does that make sense? I'm a fan of his. I'm a fan. Let me hear why. Okay, let me guess. Let me. He did something mean off screen, right? He beat somebody, right? Did he do something bad? If he did that, I would not like him. I don't. I don't know his. I know, um, but you're you're always the champion. I'm wondering what he did to, to irritate you. Because there has to be something that has nothing to do with on screen. Don't just don't deflect. You why do you like him? That's what I'm interested in. Is it because he's a bland and white? I think he's good in movies. I think he's good in movies. Name I, some. I'm a Let's big fan. I, I, I'm I'm the guy that likes White Squall. 
Um, oh I think he's very good in Lincoln Lawyer. Um, I like. He plays, a bad, he plays a bad guy in that, right? Uh, well, spoiler, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll do an episode on that. Um, I just I even weigh the gun like he's good. I I like him in movies. He's not a star. I don't think he's a leading man, but I like him in movies. He was in a military film too, like some it's sort just, of a. It's just too much passion, you know, for for Ryan Philippe, as I'm sensing too much. But I do like him in Way of the Gun. I like that movie a lot. I have to say. I'm trying to think of other movies I like him in. He was in Cruel Intentions, right? Which is, you know, it's fine. He's zoom in the in, Zoom in, it's a remake of Dangerous Liaisons. He was he was in the TV uh he was in the TV version of the Mark Wahlberg movie. Yeah, shooter, yeah. Which shooter, wasn't bad. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Um he was in McGruber. He oh. was fun in McGruber. He was fun in McGruber. And he was in I Know What You Did Last Summer. I mean, and he was in the the film that we talk about all the time, Stop Loss. Well, now you sold me. I forgot about him in that. Um, Gosford Park. I mean, shit, man. Playing by heart. He's in Gosford Park? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do like Gosford Park. Kelly McDonald? Everybody's in that film, right? I remember he's in that Altman? Robert Altman movie, right? And also the Downton Abbey dude. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. You know what? He's one of those guys. He's he's a... It's fine. He's fine. I would say he's sort of like Christian Slater, like a smaller Christian Slater, is that mm-hmm. they they tried to sell him as a star, and he wasn't, but he's solid. Yeah. That's fair. Do you do you follow him on Twitter or Insta or what? Uh, no. No. Does he hold a presence on either of those platforms? Who did was he with Reese? Is that who he jilted or something? Don't pretend like you don't know. Yeah. Don't pretend. Don't 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 pretend that you don't know they were together and got divorced. Everybody gets divorced in Hollywood. Have you I was just looking at there was a there was an I just of course cuz uh I, I wanted true. to beat you to the Not punch. Not true. Not true. <laughs> Chris and Blunt. What? I lost you there. Krasinski and Blunt, bro. They're still together. Yeah, give them time. Um, but there was somebody who who had been to, with somebody forever, and they recently separated. I forgot who it was. It wasn't John Hamm, because I knew that that fell apart, and they weren't officially married, but that's important shit to talk about. I hope oh, we don't get a lot of weird feedback on this episode. I know the uh, the last one we did, not the last one, but two ago, I got buried. I got buried. <laughs> by, by comments? The Beowulf uh, podcast, I, I got buried. I got lost. In did you show. really? I got buried. I was either, either we were all talking over each other or I just, there was like bad, bad internet whenever I tried to talk. Let me tell you what happened. I talked the entire episode nonstop. I never stopped talking. And then uh, that episode was worse for the wear. Because no, I think it. you were great. I think you were, you were Let the- me apologize for that. I, for somehow, for some reason, I got excited about Beowulf. It's a great movie. Bale, and Bale, how how do I supposed to pronounce it? Somebody Beowulf. Wolf. 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 With the ULF. Yeah. Right. Okay. But um no, I think you were the shining star of that episode. So don't don't well, knock yourself. I was the problem and the shining star cuz I I totally hogged the stage. But I was zooming in and I was giving out facts like crazy. Uh, remember how much I talked about? I wish that there was a director's cut, and there was, and then and then there is. Yeah, <laughs> and the funny thing is, is I I've owned it forever, and I've watched that version so many times, and I forgot. 
but the, the, the changes are minimal. It's it's a little bit more gore here, a little bit more nudity, like like not nudity, but a little bit more innuendo, a little bit more cleavage, but not. It's not like they added a scene where we find out that like you know there's a horse or something, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. So we're wrong. We were totally wrong, but at the, we were right too. Cause well, they had that whole scene in the director's cut where um, Beowulf uh, makes a, a, some Jello. Oh, he discovers Jello. Yeah, and then makes it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is he doing the small of somebody's back? <laughs> He's not sicko. Yeah. He's not the what is it? What was your killer's name? Anyway. Oh God, yeah. it was good. The winter, the, the winter way. something. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Um, all right. It's so today, that, hey, let's yeah. we're we're doing our first Sam Raimi movie today. I know. Wow, it's a big one. It, it's a huge one. Huge, huge hit. Uh, actually, very well regarded on Rotten Tomatoes. If that means anything, that and five bucks will get you a cup of coffee. But yeah, hit, hit a very positive note with the critics. Drag me to hell. I think rightfully it, so. Yeah, rightfully so. And it, it was it was Sam Raimi going back to his roots, um, and it was safe. You know, it's you know it was it was an easy one to champion because everybody was begging Sam to go back and do some more splat sticks stuff and get in touch with his horror a little bit, and he did, and and it was the greatest hit, sort of. But you know, it's kind of like a a victory lap in a way for someone who uh, was super influential. Uh, and then his movies had, you know, never really made a ton of money. I mean, I, you know, Evil Dead was a huge hit, uh, you know, financially. Um, uh, you know, but, you know, it's one of those, he he was greatly appreciated almost after the fact. And then, you know, he then he got Spider-Man in it. Yeah. It brought him I, to the big leagues. But this this is kind of like a victory lap for his horror, his salad days or whatever, you know. Are you on, are you on dial-up? Why, you, do I keep going out? I mean, you're just a little shitty. You're all pixelated and shitty. Oh, you can, yeah, because we can see each other. Yeah. yeah, but I sound amazing. Well, you sound like a like a cyborg. You sound like a pro droid from time to time. You you like pixelate a lot. I don't ever comment on it because I don't want to embarrass you. That's in real life, though. I mean, this this is on. Um, so yeah, drag me to hell. So let's give a little background. We are huge Sam Raimi guys. Uh, I would. Mm-hmm. Say, it's safe to say that. As much as any filmmaker, he's hardwired to us. Yeah, what, I mean, I guess what, you know, film movie nerd that grew up when we did, I mean, he's kind of, he's kind of the guy, right? No, um, he's not for think, a lot of people. I mean, I, I think about, it. I mean, he came up, there was a lot of guys that were, he was, he was sort of an offbeat choice for a lot of people. I think, you know, he's talking about like early eighties to, 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 to 90, like the eighties, the basically mm-hmm. there were a lot of people that, I mean, that's when Tarantino showed his face and um, you know, before, I mean, the Coen brothers were starting to dig their hole and you had Carpenter was in his prime and, you know, sure, but there's also, there's also a Raimi Coen brothers connection. Those guys were pals. Oh yeah. Crime but, wave, Miller's crossing. Yeah. But it's, you know, he was kind of, for me, you know, it, it was funny because before the internet, uh, you know, I, I, in high school, like in the, you know, late 80s, early 90s, and I loved Evil Dead too. Like I found it because Ebert loved it so much. You know, he Roger Ebert wrote this glowing review and that's why we watched it, my friend and I, and I fell in love with it. I 
showed it to everybody. I talked about it to, to an annoying degree, but that's, you know, when I got to college then everybody was a, uh, all the movie nerds I met. Loved yeah. That movie. It, but see, okay. So I saw evil dead so it resonated. It, it resonated without word of mouth, at least, at least for me, you know, so I, I was an evil dead one fan that. before that. And I was, see, I went back and watched that. Yeah. I saw, I saw evil Dead two in the theater with Brian, our friend, Brian. And, uh, right. It was so we were so nuts about it in high school that we actually we worked graphic arts and we operated the um, silk screen. So mm-hmm. we made like 10 different Evil Dead T-shirts designs that we would wear to school and shit like that. We would make them for right. other people. I awesome. wish I still had them. I wish it, there was a couple of good ones. There was a couple of good ones. You know, I think the reason he was he resonated so much with me is because he. He, he seemed like a you know do-it-yourself filmmaker with like the extreme talent like he was it's almost like he was doing he's pushing everything to the limit like he was just super inventive you know the movies were super funny and clever and slapsticky and you know that's kind of he was like kind of perfect a perfect comic book movie director before there really was that so when he got spider-man it just made so much sense you know like and he delivered I, I, but it know, wasn't was, until dark man that we really saw his ability to do something that was both Sam Raimi and also accessible because evil dead two is great, but it's all, there are people that watch it even now that don't get it. They, they think it's dumb. They think it's ridiculously, you know, goofy army of darkness. I get, but I think dark man was really the one that showed that he could do a superhero film. Not that not evil dead two. No, but I think that, yeah, you're right. Dark man was kind of like a, a run up for that. But you know when he when he was announced for Spider Man, it just was like such a great call. And then you know he he also got he also got like he he started what when did he do Simple Plan? Did he do that after Spider Man? Yeah, that was like uh, maybe it was like ninety maybe. So then he would like you know he got great with actors too. It was just like he so it was before. And then he Spider Man was two thousand one, right? I can't remember when Simple Plan. Yeah, because there was because the World Trade Center was in in the poster. They had to take it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe like it's just, you know, he I, and then now he's, you know, where, where where is he now? He's kind of mostly producing, right? Like, well, he's doing he just he, he just agreed. He just signed to do a new movie. He did. But Doctor like, it's Strange, been a right? while. isn't he doing Doctor Strange? Yeah. Doctor, the sequel to Doctor Strange. But and getting back into the Marvel fold. But he before this, like his last movie was the Oz, Oz the Great and Powerful, right? Or whatever it's called. Which wasn't that bad, yeah. actually. No, it's kind of in a weird way, and a lot of people have pointed this out. It's a kind of a remake of Army of Darkness in a in a weird way. There's a lot of similarities, um, and, he's, and he's got your favorite actor in it, uh, Franco. Yeah, he uh, that originally was going for a long time was going to have Downey. That would have been that would have been such a better movie with yeah. Downey. I think. Oh, I love her, Roma Downey. Oh my god, she's so good. <laughs> anyway, we love Sam Raimi, and. You hadn't seen this movie for a long time, right? Because you were surprised I mean, by some of it. The, well, okay, so I obviously I saw it in the theater at least once, and then when it first hit video, I'm sure I saw it. And then I, when I when I popped it onto iTunes, it said resume watching, and I was about halfway through. So apparently, I had recently tried to rewatch it and forgot completely about that. But it was nice um, to just sit down and watch it beginning to end. And my daughter was there with me too, which was kind of fun. But you know it. The viewing, it's funny, that movie, I forgot a lot about that movie. Right. It's, um... I forgot I there was a, a, a witch in it. 
2009 Gypsy. A Gypsy, sir. Yeah. Uh, 2009. I already right? fucked up. And <laughs> I zoomed in. Um, I took my sister to this film after I loved it so much. I thought she'd like it. And we, we went and saw, we saw like a really late showing of it. Um, I remember that I saw it at least. So I saw it twice in the theater. We did a I've screening. Seen it, I a couple, I've seen it a couple times since. I mean, I think I did a screening of this movie for Chud. Pretty sure. Well, I probably was there then. And I probably did not mention rape. Yeah, and your and your uh, and your lead up to the to the movie screening, like you did for the Evil Dead remake, you yes. made a joke about tree rape, the infamous tree rape, and in the and the original. And I got and, you I, got and I got you got in trouble. I got canceled. Sort you know, of. I got a little canceled for a minute. It didn't work though. Well, um, I mean, I think I mean everybody knows I'm I'm seriously pro rape. I mean, um. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So drag me to hell. Now it's funny because I, I, you know, over the years there had been this project that had been mentioned in hushed breaths about Raimi called the Lamia, right? We didn't know what the right. hell it was, what the, what kind of the, what the tone was going to be, what kind of movie it was going to be. All we knew was that word, and of course, if you do any search, you could read about what those are. But it still left a lot to the imagination. So when he became sort of a big producer with Ghost House. It was one of those things that had just been bandied about. And I think at one point he wasn't going to direct it. Somebody else was going to do it. And and then I don't know if it was just he got tired of doing he tried, those. Big he, tried to get Ed, he tried to get Edgar Wright to direct it, believe it or not. And Edgar Wright said no. He said he didn't think it was quite his um, in his wheelhouse. Um, he could have done, done it. Yeah. I think he could have done a pretty good job with it, actually. Yeah. And then he tried to get Edward Burns to do it. He did. He went after Edward Burns. Edward Edward Burns said yes, and then Rammy got cold feet. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't want to hear the yes. Um, well, he didn't want the, uh, it to be a, basically um, the lead character walking and talking for three hours with the Lamia. <laughs> well, Ed, Ed Burns had demands. If he was, he wanted to, he wanted to play Christine Brown. Yeah, and, and Mike McGlone was going to play the Lamia. <laughs> It's going to be called the Brothers McLamia. That's why he wanted the title change. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, but so, and then also we talked about how um, uh, a, ca- a casting thing with 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 him earlier, right? What I mentioned, but anyway, there was a Ellen Page was going to be the star of this film for a long time. Like it was, I think she had signed and everything, and then uh, and then left kind of late into the process. Like she left to do that Drew Barrymore film. Uh, whip it or something oh yeah 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 yep. not a bad movie actually no and i can see why she did that i just kind of i think she would have been really good in this i still think the star of this alison loman who hasn't been in a lot of films is really good in this. she is really good what in do this. you think i like her a yeah. lot it's the funny way they because she's weird she's, there's a certain her face doesn't read a lot like she's a she's very good and she handles the tone and all that stuff but her face doesn't read a lot. So I can see how some people would think she's not fully invested in some of it, but I think she kills it. I think she does a wonderful job here. Yeah, she does. So her character, I think the movie is a little controversial at the time about how they treated her character. And, and it, there was some kind of um, discussion of whether, you know, Rami had a little 
I don't know, was a little hard on her, I guess. But I, I like the way they develop her character in this. She is definitely not completely sympathetic, but I don't think she loses you. Like I, even when she's making these kind of bad decisions, they they sort of make sense in a way. You know, yeah. like you, you're kind of with her, and I think that's that's the trick of this is that she does some pretty despicable things in it, but out of desperation. Well, you know who and else does some despicable things in this? Raimi. The lump. <laughs> he does. This is an icky film. There is some icky <laughs> shit in this movie that there's a lot of mouth horror in this. A lot of- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing is it's all, it's so, it's so, you said, you mentioned before, it's like kind of a greatest hits in a way, because there are a lot of scenes that harken back to his earlier work. But it's certainly slapsticky. It's like Evil Dead 2. It's certainly um, sillier than it is scarier, you know. Um, and, you know, the camera is bonkers in this. You yeah, know, that's one thing. Stuff. So, you know, how he was in his earlier work, people just loved the, the way he used the camera. And then later on, like in you know, Simple Plan, he kind of, and The Gift, he toned that shit right down, Nick. He got serious. Well, he just showed he that he was capable of storytelling in a wide variety of formats, but there was a lot in the Spider-Man movies that he was flexing his muscles and cracking his knuckles with all of his trickery, right. Right. especially the Doc Ock scene in the, uh, in the, yeah, it's in amazing. the emergency yeah. room. And that's why people, and people love to see that. Like they love to see the kind of, the, that kind of Ramy show up in the films. Like, and so that, you know, I'd say, you know, Alison Lohman in this movie is very, she's very Ash-like, you know, she, <laughs> She is. She she gets she gets uh, her ass kicked a lot. She's kind of an unlikable, and not even unlikable. It's the wrong word. It's she's a hero. She's a silly hero, I guess, in a way. Anyway, go ahead. Let's 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 talk about the plot a little bit because that's that's pretty simple. So there's this witch. You, you... <laughs> no. Um, the film starts off with a with a sequence where a young boy is has been possessed by the aforementioned Lamia. Um, mm-hmm. and it doesn't go well. He goes to hell. And then, uh, the woman who, uh, who tried to save him is she vows to avenge this, this defeat. And then we meet Allison Lohman, who is a, uh, she works at a bank for, for the disgusting David Paymer. And, um, she's, a, she's trying to, to do better. She's trying to up her career. Uh, and so when this old lady who is a gypsy comes in, who really needs her help, uh, she is forced to err on the side of defending her bank rather than this person who she wants to help. And that decision, does it cost her? Just a little. Okay. She, uh, yeah, exactly. She, she, um, like Nick said, was in line for a promotion and she, her, her natural tendency would be to help people. But her boss reminds her that she's not going to really get anywhere if she's too nice. And so she picks the wrong person to uh, try that out on. Which is which is a as Nick put it, a witch like gypsy. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because that that the scene with her, the lady, uh, I don't remember her coming off as human as she does in that scene. She re- you really feel for that character for a bit there, even though she's hideous with her fucked up eye and her little face. But um, she does. I mean, she got you feel for her. You feel for that lady. For a minute, you do like so. So yeah, she she's. She, this is her third. She needs a third extension because she doesn't have the money. She needs the bank to give her another favor, she says. And then when Allison Loma is trying to square this with her boss, 
they cut back to her and they show her like stealing the candy, you know, like take, you know, the Allison Loman's character, Christine Brown has candy on her desk. She like dumps the whole, all the candy in her purse. Like she's kind of, she's cute. Yeah. Like, you know, that's the word I do. Also, also kind of gross. Cause she takes her teeth out to eat <laughs> originally eat the candy. And Oh yeah. They, she, the first thing she does is she's coughing into a handkerchief and like uh, a little piece comes out. Yeah. Yeah. So she's, she's equally disgusting. And like, by the way, and, uh, one of the one of the big cool things of this movie is it ter- it turns that handkerchief into a villain. It does. It's, uh, it's, well, it's also so it's got like several like little co stars. Like the handkerchief is definitely it shows up a lot. There's a fly that shows up a lot. Yep. Yep. You know, like, it's a lot of it's screen the same time. Fly. It's good. there's flies in this movie. I like to think it is. There, know? there is some. Yeah, and there are some just fun over the top sequences uh, of terror. This girl gets just super terrorized, but yes. Yeah, so yeah, so she, she doesn't give this lady her loan. She, the lady throws a, a conniption in the bank lobby and curses miss, uh, miss Loman. So she, well, yeah, what's just happening is she's begging. She gets on her knees and she begs. Uh, I'm a proud Christine. woman. <laughs> and she begs her and she grabs her skirt, Christine's skirt. And it kind of, a tussle ensues a little bit. She tries to back away and it ends up, um, you know, the, this woman ends up falling to the floor and they call security on her. And it's just embarrassing, an embarrassing moment. And she gets upset. And so she says, you've shamed me. She gets really mad and kind of attacks. I kind of finally like attacks, uh, our main character. Right. It's a kind of a, yeah, it's a, it's, there's a lot of stuff in this movie where uh, there's like these like kind of weird, jump scares like real quick jump scares that kind of come out of nowhere yeah. that are kind of clever and that's kind of one of them that she turns on um christine so who, let's talk about the cast so the the woman's played by lorna raver who i've never have you seen her in anything yeah that you remember yeah she was in dancing at the blue iguana okay <laughs> and uh justin long who we who we early did an earlier movie microscope uh and this one he was in Jeepers Creepers. Nick's favorite. Jeepers Creepers. Nick's favorite. Um, he played he played uh, Derry yeah. in that. Remember? Yeah, he falls and, weird. Uh, and how did how did he do? Is he fine at the end? He's fine. Yeah, he's single at the end of this film. <laughs> Plays the boyfriend. Yeah. Um, uh, do you buy him as a? Uh, he seems too young for that. To be a psych, to be a professor at yeah, a college. Yeah. Sure, I think, but I think he's, I think there's a sweetness about him that works in this movie. You know, he's definitely, uh, he's definitely kind of, you know, hanging by her side and sweet, where she's always, you know, sh- she's lying or, you know, trying to trying to get out from under this curse, desperate. So yeah, I, I think they work in? together. I zoom in, yeah, huge mouth. Who Justin Long? Does he? He's got a huge ass mouth. Hey, did you know that he's he he thinks him and uh, him and his brother have uh, have the virus? I read, but they can't get tested. How do you f- read talking it? about? Was, who's writing about, about Justin Long? Talking about COVID, my man. I just saw it as a headline on Google or something. Yeah, I don't know. They pushed up. Maybe they pushed it on because I'm like you know how Google pushed stuff on that you're interested in. I get a lot of Edward Burns uh, news <laughs> thrown at me. Yeah. A lot of a lot of Orlando Bloom and now Justin Long. So, yeah, so um, Alexa, thanks. They have, a, they have a podcast. They have a podcast. Oh. Justin Long and his brother. What's it called? 
I can't remember. I think it's called a big, like long mouth or something, huge mouth. <laughs> big ass mouse on that guy. But yeah, so, so then he's got, but there's also a guy named. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. You're talking about the Indian gentleman? Yeah. Di, what's it? How do you say his name? Is It's Dalip Rao or something? Yeah, he's not in any other movies. He's great. He's great in this. He's not, it's not true. He's in Avatar. Okay. He showed up in this in Avatar, and, and I think he's in Inception. Well, okay. He had a huge on iTunes. Huge I clicked year. on him, and uh, it didn't have any might, other options. Might, so you're maybe probably, I'm like th- no, I might be thinking of a different actor. No, though. you're you're probably right. Um, yeah, he's an Avatar. Yeah, he's just not highly billed enough to show up on iTunes for those movies. He's in Inception too. Like he's he's um he's the driver of the van. Remember, I think he drives that. I don't that remember dick about that movie. I have Inception? for some reason I don't want to ever watch it again. Mind if I zoom in? Mm-hmm. It's great. It's for Nolan movie. Yeah, it's, it's a great, for Nolan. It's a great movie. I just have no desire to ever see it again. Mind um, if I zoom in? Go ahead. Nolan Page is in that. You're Inception. right. Yep. And can I zoom in part two? Yeah. Not in this. Okay. Not in Dragman Hell. I'm glad she's not mm-hmm. in this. Um, yeah, that guy's really good. But there's a, there's more people in it. Go ahead. List all the other stars in this movie. Oh. In this movie? <laughs> Well, David David Paymer, my man, he sucks. You never like Paymer. I hate him so much. Which means he's um, doing his right. job because he's always playing unsavory people. But um, so you're you're right. The movie starts off with this with this scene. You know, the, this little boy gets gets uh, as he stole a necklace from a gypsy, and then he gets cursed, and he his parents desperate try to get a medium to 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 help. You know you know, get rid of this curse. She doesn't. And he dies. Like he, she gets dragged to hell. The next scene is, uh, Christine Brown, the hero, the protagonist of the film in a car doing speech stuff. Like she's doing like, you know, trying to enunciate better. I think she's what they're trying to say. She's trying to get rid of her maybe Southern accent. Right. Yeah. That's like a little subcurrent in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. The movie spends a lot, a lot of time, Letting you know that Christine has tried to remake herself. Oh yeah, Chelsea somewhere. Ross is in this movie too. You cannot mention Chelsea Ross. He's great, and he's R.I.P. No, he's is gone. He... He's gone. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to think. I don't think Chelsea he, Ross. I don't think he is because I think he just showed up in. I don't think he is because he just showed up in a couple of things, and one of the things was the last Con Brothers movie. He was in that, wasn't he? Which one was that? Uh, the one with the different stories. Oh yeah, the Buster Scruggs. Buster Scruggs. Yeah. No, I don't think he is. He reminds me of another actor that did pass away, though. Don't say you're not talking about. You're not talking about my boy. You're not talking about. You're not talking about the father from Homeland, James Rebhorn. I might be. No, I think there's another guy that was kind of like him. I think because he's think super dead. I know he did. What's that sound that everybody can hear? That's a hookah. Um, I just wanted you to explain it. That's not brown wall. My cat is yelling outside the door. No, we have. There's a there's a big threat of storms coming, Annie. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so I'm trying to have a little bit of entertainment before I'm swifted away by a, a hurricane NATO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The turn. My kids are frightened. They're going to sleep in the basement tonight. So. Um, so here's the, here's what I was going to say that she, when she's doing the speech, like kind of this, um, she's doing this, uh, you know, saying stuff along with the cassette or whatever in her car, like this, 
this t- t- tutorial. She says, good sounds abound when the mouth is round. Right. And by the way, you it's a CD. You, it's a CD because we see the uh, track, digital track uh, times, time code. Zoom in. You zoomed it? You totally zoomed it. Yep. Yeah. See, I said cassette because I wanted to see if you would catch it. I did. I wanted to see if you, I, I didn't want to, I, I wanted to make sure I wasn't catching you sleeping. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you got, you got it. Anyway, good sounds abound when the mouth is round. Right. That's from the Do brown you find bunny, that to right? Be true. Huh? It's a quote from the brown bunny, right? <laughs> I was going to ask you if you found it to be true, but uh, she has, she has no trouble saying it, which I thought was interesting. Um, anyway, so let's see what other, what other, what is, what's your first note? Do you have a note? Did you take notes? I didn't take notes. I got it all in my craw this time. <laughs> I remember so I can... like, like she's a witch. Oh, <laughs> um, Should I put it on pause so you can take some notes? No, see, here's, here's, okay. So we're getting to my favorite. Okay. So we're reintroduced to the famous evil dead car in the, in the parking garage shortly thereafter. Yeah. The Oldsmobile, the the Delta eighty eight or something, right? Yeah, that beautiful car that shows up in in movies. I think it showed up even in. Um, there was a movie that people thought it, who wouldn't be able to put it in, and he did. What was it? Was it Oz? Army. Maybe it was Maybe. in Oz. Yeah, because I know it was in obviously the Spider Man movies, Simple Plan, and The Gift. I think it. I think it showed up in in Terrible Oz somehow. I forgot how. Um, yeah, I wonder but, how because that that'd be a tough one to put it in. I think it did. I mean it. It goes back in time and at right, the end of your right, too. Right. Well, he knew he, that's the only reason that he created that movie was because he needed to get the car another job. But the scene in the parking garage is glorious. It's a glorious scene. That's one of the signature scenes in this movie. There's several scenes that are incredible. So why don't you talk about that one? That's not, I mean, that is a, an amazing scene. I got a kind of a weird zoom for that scene. No, go ahead. So this is after that she embarrasses, um, this woman at her and her bank. And then she leaves. Yeah, there's a scene and then she, she's leaving after work. She's going to her car. And what is she holding in her, in her hand and her arms? Do you realize, you know, she's got like, she's leaving with her office supplies. <laughs> now she's leaving with her office supplies so they can have, they can incorporate them into the oh, sequence. Right, right, right. But there's no really other reason for her to do that. And yes, you know, there is because so. he asked her to do to do this work over the weekend. He asked her to do so that, finish that paperwork over the weekend. So you think that, that she'd bring all her office supplies because of that? Or I know she was in line for a promotion. I thought maybe she was pre-cleaning out her desk. But I just think it's funny that and they even have a shot when she puts this office supplies on the seat next to her. They have a shot of them so you can tell, um, hey, here they are because they're going to be incorporated soon <laughs> into this insane sequence. Right. Um well, that was, if you remember, you, if, let me zoom in. They had a, um, when the movie was about to come out, they did a tie in, a, a big sponsorship deal. Do you remember they re- renamed Office Max Lamia? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's right. That's why they had to get a shot of those because they used that in that commercial. It wasn't Lamia Max. It was just, it's just Lamia. Lamia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're out of business now. <laughs> um, so, so what is that your favorite scene in the movie, you think? No. No? No, I don't think so. What's your favorite? Well, we'll get there, you know. But but I think it's a, it's 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 Sam Raimi having some fun and some wicked sh- and he makes very innocuous stuff pretty tense. I mean, it's it's a it's an inaction scene for most of its length. Like she's in a car, she she thinks she, you know, this tiny glass window is going to protect her from this 
crazy ass witch, you know? And uh, well, she, she, she's uh, her, she's on edge because of what happened. And then she spies this woman's car in, in the parking deck. So she's kind of, she's already kind of stressed trying to get into her car. And then when she does that handkerchief that you mentioned earlier floats to the window <laughs> in a very, um, I guess kind of, just a weird way. Like it just slowly floats there. Then, then does a crazy jump scare has a face on it. Well, it, flo- it floats around the car and we follow it and it reveals who's sitting in her back seat. Yes. Who is this crazy ass Lorna gy- Raver. Yeah. Gypsy. Yeah. And she immediately, they immediately have like a, a kind of in car fight scene. Um, the, the, the woman's trying to grab her uh, earring at first and, and, uh, say weird things and our Christine Brown is fighting back. And how does she fight back? What, 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 what's your favorite element of that fight scene? I like the stapler. The stapler to the, I like yeah, she the, attacks her. And I like the staple. Staples staples her eye shut. She does for a while, for a while. Her weird eye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know the whole thing. And I, and I like that there's some grossness. Like the lady gets, gets sticky on her. There's a lot of hair pulling. Her hair gets seriously pulled in this movie. Um, I know she comments on it at, at the end, which is great. Yeah, she she actually says something about her hair getting torn off the whole movie. Um, but I, I think that like uh, the my favorite part is you know the, this fight scene is, is 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 very clumsy. But Alice Lohman's character, like she kind of has the upper hand almost like for a, like a lot of it. And at one point, she kicks the old woman out of the car closes the door and starts laughing at her. Right. <laughs> like that she beat her. Yeah. Which is, which is such an ash. Like it, yep. it's such an ash thing. It's ridiculous. So, yeah. She like pre celebrates before she wins and she doesn't win. <laughs> it is. Well, ridiculous. she does win. She does win ultimately, you know, because she, the, yeah. she ends up, you know, the lady gets thrown out the window, you know, like there's all sorts of shit that happens. You know, that's crazy. Well, shit. another part that's great is that, you know, the, uh, you know, the car is speeding, you know, zooming around the parking lot and crashes into a van. And then the woman, you know, flies out of the back seat and, and enter the dashboard. Her, her teeth fall out. Right. Right. Um, and she then tries to gum <laughs> like a baby would. Yeah. She gums uh, Christine's chin. Yeah. It's, it's which weird. It's very it's so weird. silly. And her and her oh, staple comes her staple comes flying out too, out of her eye. Oh, yeah. Right. Right before they hit the van. Yeah. That is one thing yeah. about this film that hurts it to some extent is there's some pretty rotten CG in it. And it's 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 just the time. It's the era that it was made. We talked about this with Beowulf. It's just it was there's some stuff in here that would have worked better as practical, specifically in a scene later on where it, the digital actually is almost ruins a great scene. But we'll get there. Yeah, and I, I agree. I think there's some there's some places that it does stick out but for the most part it does seem practical i mean it does seem like old school um yeah i don't i i think there are moments you can pick out but i i don't think it it's too there's too many um in this sequence are you talking about anything in this sequence i mean the staple stuff is silly when the way it comes out but it's fun it seems very 3d-ish there's a couple of sequences in this that seem like was they were made for 3d but was this a 3d film it was not uh, yeah there's a scene later where she is stabbing a cake that she made that has the woman's eye in it. And there's a shot of her like plunging the fork like to the camera. And it's obviously this huge fork. They gave her like a huge fork. Right. You know, to 
to and it, you know there's a lot of old school stuff that's happening and it feels like it's it feels like a throwback and the music feels like a throwback what'd you think of the music it's fine it's exactly what i wanted to hear you say it's fine who was it you zoom you zoomed in it wasn't uh christopher, christopher Young, who's, who's a great composer one of the great 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 composers you know and and, and you're right the music's fine there's some good stuff but Joseph uh, LaDuca and uh, and uh, Danny Elfman have always been sort of Sam Raimi's best partners when it comes to music. Yeah. Um, the uh, now the scene I'm talking about is a little bit later where he does he, he does a little he does a little Evil Dead homage with the with the remember the chainsaw outline in the work shed. He does that in here. Yeah. What's where is that? It's what's the thing she's that's on the wall that's gone. It's a uh, I. It's, <laughs> She pulls down something to sell, and it's like a drill. Yeah, something. and it's and it's got the outline like in the other movie. But there, that whole sequence there is the most fan service scene in the in the film, and it feels like they threw it in just to throw in more Evil Dead stuff. Well, so yeah, if that feels here's the the thing that is so crazy about that scene that I I love about it, and that's why you know that this movie was like they just were doing stuff just to make people laugh. Is that she has a? This is her workshed. She at one point is trying to sell all her <laughs> items to raise ten thousand dollars to kind of upgrade mediums, like to get like the full service right uh, curse removal. And she goes to her house, tries to sell stuff. She goes to she has a workshed, and in the workshed she has an ant somehow has an anvil tied to a string <laughs> that's hanging from like the rafters. Now that is ridiculous. Like yeah. it is. Uh, first of all. Who has an anvil? Who doesn't? Period. Yeah. And then two to have it just hanging up <laughs> by a rope, so then she could cut it down with an ice skate and have it land on this apparition. Yeah, and it's amazing. I mean, I love that. I think it's that's so ridiculous. But you know, you're right. It is a little fancy. And there's some bad CG there. The the, the scene ends well, she, on a on a bad yeah. CG scene. It, the the anvil crushes. The eyes fly out, and that's, and, po- that's and, poorly and, done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. But that's pretty much the only thing. That's probably the worst moment of CGI in this, I'd say. Oh, there's some bad CG in the climax as well. But, you know. I, you mean the, the very, very end? Yeah. I well, love, well, I, I mean, the, the, during the seance. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the final scene, even though that's some CGI. I still love it so much. Well, I mean, they couldn't create hell. That's a, that's uh, okay. Um, I'll take your word. Well, I mean, if they lived in 2019 or 2020, they could, but not not, not then. Um, so yeah, and then so obviously, uh, she starts to realize that she's she's got some shit going on. And uh, well, I, I I wrote down her quote that what she says midway through this parking lot fight fight scene to this woman before she gets officially cursed. She says she laughs and she says, "I beat you, you old bitch," <laughs> which is such a funny funny thing to say. Uh, you know, that's that's the thing is it, it tries to tell you that there's there's two sides to her. Like that there's a side that she is creating that, you know, she used to be chubby. So she doesn't eat um, junk food. She doesn't eat ice cream. Um, Lactose. She doesn't intolerant. have her accent anymore. Yeah. She used to live on a farm. Now she's in the city. It's she's lactose intolerant. She um, is. It's but, a, it's something they say. But I think Rami is saying like this is like under pressure. Her obviously her real her true character is coming out. Um, uh, and then she even puts at the end of the movie, even like tries to put on a, you know, a costume again, it doesn't quite work. Um, all right. So 
did you like i saw there's a in, in her house she's getting haunted by the lamia which is there's some very fun fun stuff in that those sequences there's there's this old school stuff where like they they show those you know pots hanging in her kitchen and they're clanging together it's yeah. ridiculous but did you like that because you're a huge fan of and kiss the girls you loved all the pot talking that yeah of course yeah the colander yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Were you thrilled? Yeah, Were you thrilled to see that stuff. Yeah, you like kitchenware, right? I'm a I'm a huge fan. Yeah, what's your favorite kitchen item? You think? Let's just. Uh, it's tough. It's tough to to turn down a hand cranked egg beater. You like that yeah. old school? Like you, why do you like Why do you like that better than electric? I just like the tactile element of of cranking it. Yeah, I'm mixing shit with my with my with my with my mitts. I like a good cutting board. I hate cutting boards. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, because because they're, they're stupid, and you have to clean them. And there's pieces of chicken on them. Yeah, you don't like that, huh? <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about her visit. Their visit. They visit our fortune teller friend. You zoomed in on a cutting board. <laughs> Your personal experience with them. That's a piece of chicken. Um, chicken what did you ask? What was? What did you say? The, the scene at the fortune teller. That's that's kind of an that's kind of a signature scene too. Yeah. After she gets cursed, and the woman, you know, she. What I like about this too is some movies that she would have this fight scene and they'd move on. Like she'd have a fight scene because it's crazy, and she they'd move on. But she calls the police. The police come. Her boyfriend comes. Yeah, you know, she's she's been attacked. They put a they put an um, uh, an APB out, I guess, for this woman. Although I don't, they never follow up on that. Um, but then she, then you know, Justin Long is trying to kind of cool her, cool her down, and she gets, you know, she sees a fortune teller, like a, a storefront, and she she walks in. So like, I'm gonna get my fortune read because I have a bad feeling about what that woman was saying. Is she right? <laughs> Well, no, it's just a, it's, a, it's a nice scene because the banter and the interaction, you know, this guy comes out, um, this character that we, we were talking about earlier. There's some fun, uh, like, back and forth between him and Justin Long's character. And um, you kind of see um, they, they do something nice where the, where the fortune teller isn't a scam artist, even though they're trying to sell him as one a little bit. And, and he actually rebuffs Justin Long's, like, pretentious psychobabble and, and and hands it right back at him, and, and it creates. Is it actually not a generic character in a in a film in this genre where those characters are usually super generic, unless it's Harry Erskine? Well, that's the thing is like you. She needs help. This guy, you know, just long pegs is a fraud. He isn't, and then the guy does actually end up helping her. Like he, you know, it's someone that she relies on through the film. That doesn't work. <laughs> well, actually, no. yes, it does. Everything he promises, he delivers. She <laughs> she fucks up. She does. <laughs> she does fuck up. Um, but you're right. I do like his. I do like him in this quite a bit. Um, his character. Uh, and yeah, so he he he's the one that tells breaks it to her that she's been cursed, and that she's going to have to do something. She's going to have to. There's ways to get out of it. You know, she could try something like animal sacrifice, for example. How's that work? Which out? She, she shouldn't like that. She's like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm an animal rights activist. I don't, I would never do that. And then the and then the Lamia uh, shadow visits her house, and and she changes and then, her stance. 
a little bit. <laughs> and then she does that. That she does that. She has a little. She has perhaps one of the cutest kittens ever committed to film. Yeah, very cute. And then uh, she kills it. <laughs> Well, the funny thing is, is the, the yeah, you're right. The kitten's adorable, and it's actually it's meows are lip synced perfectly, which which is a super zoom, by the way. <laughs> well, I, I you know it's one of those things that she there's you know you see this cat in the background, it's nothing but cute, and right before it dies, she's like saying, "Here, kitty, kitty." She grabs a knife, and they have a shot of it, and it's it's sleeping in laundry. It couldn't be cuter, you know. There's its final moments maybe the top cute cutest cat thing I've ever seen on film. Uh, yeah. And then it has a brutal cut to her burying it in the backyard. Yeah. Well, the, the great thing, and, and I'm sure this was intentional. They used a gratuitously fake looking dummy for the dead cat, which made it yeah. a little bit more tolerable. Right. But I forgot she kills well, a damn so, kitten in this movie. Uh, she well, so she loses me at that point in the film. She, uh, you know, it's, that's what it's, Fucking Luke and Magnata in this. Who's that? <laughs> Who? Luke and Magnata in No, no, no. Netflix, man. Documentary. Don't fuck with cats. Oh, I don't I didn't yeah, I didn't I didn't see that. What is it? What is that about? He's an awful person. He's an awful person who was a failed model and actor who started killing animals on and putting it online and then he escalated Are you to serious? people. Oh yeah, dead serious. Yeah. He killed. He, oh, he like smut, he, he like uh, asphyxi asphyxiated kittens. Then he fed kittens to snakes. Uh, he uh, I think he even killed a pup. Uh, Is he still alive? He's in prison. Jesus. But but he's okay. an awful. And they, and he also recorded him murdering this Asian man, this young man who met him for sex. It's very bad. <sighs> very bad. That's weird though. And he lived on the second floor, which is another Zoom. That's but, weird that Netflix would put us uh, a, a show or a series about a serial killer. Is that their first and last? Or I hope, I hope they never stop. Um, You're into that shit, man. I can't watch it. Well, no, I mean that was actually there was a the, one of the true crime podcasts I listened to had done stories on him in the past, so I knew who he was. It, and, and the thing is, the audio is bad enough. I, I, I fast forward to the video. I can't watch it. Do you think that we? Do you think that we should start a true crime podcast or is this a true enough crime? <laughs> what we're doing here. <laughs> Did you think, by the way, when she earlier saves Justin Long's printer that's broken, she, she yanks a paperclip out of it. Remember the scene of course. in his office? Did you, did it remind you of the game operation? It did not. Yeah. Me neither. Uh, no. Um, I just was reading. I was going back through my notes to see whatever what what tasty morsels we missed, and then we missed the paperclip extraction. I'm glad we brought that up, though. That's a big one. Yeah, no, it is. It's a huge moment. What do you think about the subplot um, about uh, the uh, her her coworker being nefarious? Is that necessary? Stu, Stu. Yeah, I uh, I like that. I like that he is uh, he's a he's a more hateable character. Like she, they kind of need somebody like David. You know, David Paymer and and Stu that are kind of working against her along with this Lamia, you know, you're kind of, it's help you root for her a little bit more. Did it bother you when he asked for spicy mustard and then he got mad at her for having mayonnaise on it? I could relate a little bit. I've been thrown off by a sandwich before. Have you? Yeah, but he, she adhered to his, his will 
And he threw he piggybacks. He, you know, David Paymer makes the horrible like he he you know he asks her to get him, him uh, lunch. Like go ahead, and she's like, all right. And then this her her coworker, her equal, that's also vying for the same uh, job. He piggybacks on that, asks her to get him a sandwich. And he, and he specifies her, he wants spicy mustard. Yeah, but he doesn't say no mayo. And then he he rips her, he shreds her new ass for for not yeah. having that may, for having mayo on there. I think that's he should have gotten the line. She's, she's not having. Well, she considered uh, gifting him the lamia at the end, which I, you know I don't think anybody would have blamed her. He he's a pretty despicable character in this film. Uh, only has eyes for himself. He wants. He's all about advancement to the cost of everybody else. He does some very duplicitous things in this. Yeah, like like not cutting his hair, like shaving his head when it's obviously he should have because it's he's done. You know, he's he, what what are you what are you trying to prove at this point, this guy? What do you mean? Do you think he's losing his hair? Oh, he's he's super bald and he's just you know he's got that in between going on. I can I can relate to that shit. My hair is not sticking around that much. It's okay. It's but, trying to hang in there. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know, here's the thing. Hey, COVID came out. And my hair is like, we out. We out of here, bro. <laughs> what? You, what? <laughs> I don't understand. I'm stressing, man. Oh. I'm stressing. Yeah. Oh, you mean things are bad? I keep reading it. I just keep, I just keep, I keep unfortunately reading articles about the administration. And it just fucking stresses me out, man. Um. All right. So let's let's another stress stressful moment in this. The part where Justin Long's printer's uh, broken and she has to figure out what's. <laughs> so okay, what she realizes that she has three days total before this thing completely you know ruins everything. So right, and it's gonna. It, he, she's warned that it's gonna get. It's gonna be a tough three days, and at the end, it's gonna get worse. And it does. But uh, mm-hmm. and the dinner, the dinner. What do I think about the dinner sequence at the end? That's a that's a tough scene to watch. It's it's because so, you see her starting to win the mom over, and it's kind of fun. You're like, oh, finally she's getting a break. And then how does it go? She never gets a break in this. She has these little victorious moments that always get upended, or they get they get they get destroyed by the Lamia. So yeah, she she already knows that she's on thin ice with Justin Long's parents because her, his parents are these kind of upper crust. He comes from a wealthy family and they they don't approve of her. At least the mom doesn't has said stuff like she's from the farm. Right. What happened to the other girls that aren't from the farm? Basically, they kind of make the mom into this cliched like bitch, you know, snooty. Yeah, snooty woman. And so, you know, she's very stressed out. She makes a uh, a cake. What does she call the cake? A harvest cake? Harvest harvest cake or pie? Yeah, Har- I think it's called a I think it's called a harvest cake. And and the. Uh, and the mother was asked her about it. She she tries to like not talk about how how she knows how to make it, but then she has to kind of say, "Well, you know, I'm, I learned it on the farm." You know, she gets real she gets real farmy talking about it, and so she has to win the mom over. The dad's super nice to her, but she has to win the mom over. And luckily, her mouth her does. mouth makes an O like a lot during that scene, so everything goes all right. Well, she does she does like uh, win her over because the mom asked her about her background and it comes out that she doesn't talk to her mom anymore because her mom's an alcoholic and they have that in common. They all, they both had like alcoholics in their family. So the mom starts to like it, like, like her and her honesty, but then Lamia decides <laughs> to destroy everything. 
and and makes her go absolutely nuts during dinner, right? Like uh, there's a fly that has entered her uh, her stomach at, during, which is a great scene. Like she's sleeping, and this fly like goes into goes her, up nose. her nose <laughs> and then comes out and goes into her mouth. Yeah, and so she has this fly in her stomach. You hear it buzzing a little bit. Yep. and then at dinner, it it, it decides to she coughs it out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it horrifies everybody. And then she all, but she also is like the Lamia is like making all these sounds and she ends up throwing a glass at the door. She just makes this huge scene and the mom it's, it ruins her with the mom and then probably the dad. The, Justin Long's still hanging in there. Yeah. Right? Justin Long is curiously loyal in this film. Um, I love, I love when she gets her nosebleed though. That's probably one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, and that's another thing in the director's cut, which I didn't watch, is there's a huge extended sequence of that. Okay, that's what I watched. I watched that. I watched the director's cut. It was. Is it nuts? I haven't yeah, seen that. Super bloody, and the best part is David Paymer yells, stop it, to her. <laughs> he says, stop well, it. I mean, it's bloody in the, it's actually bloody in the original, too, but I think in the director's cut, it's like crazy. It's crazy bloody. It's, like, it's crazy bloody. Yeah. And so she, um, but he goes, yeah, they, stop it. Nick, Nick Otero worked on, I think he worked on this. Right. I think he worked on at least that sequence. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I saw a little behind the scenes on that and he was talking about how they did it. Um, it wasn't real. She didn't, she doesn't nosebleed on cue. Okay. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's a good scene. It's a good scene. And there's, that's some more body horror inflicted on young Allison Loman, which is great. Did you ever, did you ever get a nosebleed? I mean, I've had, I'm sure I've had one of the. No, past. no, no. You you didn't let me finish. Did you ever get a nosebleed while cursed? <laughs> no, no. Have you ever been cursed? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you remember who I hired? <laughs> um, <laughs> cursed yourself. <sighs> did you ever seriously? Did you ever get worried about being cursed or no? Because or felt like you got cursed? No. I. Cause that shit's fake. Have you ever felt like it? I've, I, I, I would. Lo- I wish it was real, and I wish I could do it to other people. Cause I would curse nearly everyone. <laughs> Did you ever watch the movie Cursed? Yeah, Chud Screening. Okay, all right, good. It's a werewolf movie, right? Mm-hmm. Shit movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't. I don't think this is real. You don't buy into it. I don't. Yeah. I think it would be way more well, scary if it if it, if it were real. Justin Long invites her to a cabin at one point in this with his family, not not to where they end up going to their house, but it, 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 they have a cabin in the woods. He says, "Yeah, another another little reference there, yeah, to uh, a previous Ramy film." Yeah, well, it's sort of, but he calls it his stabbing cabin because that's where he takes the ladies. <laughs> so. So the cat, this family cat's name is Hecuba. Okay. They have they have a cat too. So she kills a cat. Then they go to dinner. Um, and she makes this really funny joke. Like they ask, the cat like um, uh, doesn't like her. The, the family cat named Hecuba hisses at her. Right. And Justin Long is like, well, she she has a cat. She loves animals. And, uh, and she, or she says, she says something, I used to have a cat. I, I had a cat, yeah. I had a cat. And Justin Long is like, oh, you mean you still have a cat? And she does this. She her face goes blank, and she goes. I mean, I don't know where it is. Like, who can who could know? Yeah, cats going in and outside. Yeah, that was a good scene. <laughs> yeah, 
That, that, there's little moments that she does like that. That's great. She Loman has been great in I think everything I've seen her in, which we talked about Matchstick Man offline, but you like that movie a lot, right? Yeah, it's good. And she, what else has she been in? I mean, she's in uh, that. Um, she was in Beowulf, right? For a second. Yep. Yeah, we we just talked about her. But what what else has she been in? She's in, been in a couple things that White Oleander. I think she was in that. Jesus Christ, which is one of your one of your favorites. Yeah. She's in Juno. Oh no, never mind. No, no, no. Um, I used to have a song about White Oleander. I used to sing. Uh huh. I did. You want to hear it? Sure. White Oleander. And then I go, and her, and her. I sing it to my sister. She thought it was funny. It's pretty good, actually. Mm-hmm. Now that I sing it again. Um, you want to hear? I'm trying to look up. By the way, let me zoom in. Mm-hmm. This sucks. White Oleander, uh, a Warner Brothers film, had, took over right. took over Chud's site with ads you're shitting me they're like let's let's tie the movie to the perfect audience for it done <laughs> maybe make a song up she played astrid manguson in that film all right and i'm gonna look her up her up real quick and she is not working that much anymore her last movie was a kim Coates film by <laughs> the way called officer down oh wait um, that was actually she, that's a crazy weird movie she was in gamer that's her last kind of biggish film. Okay, we, um, now we know why she's not in films anymore. I think she married one of the guys that made that film. One of those brothers, who are the or those the, friends? The guys that did uh, Nev- Frank, Neville Dean and Taylor. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. But she was in Big Fish. Like she was in Where the Truth Lies. What is that movie? Where the Truth Lies. Kevin Bacon movie. Like she's like in a lot of stuff for a while, and then not anymore. What happened? Oh God, she was in the thirteenth floor. Your favorite Bierko. She had a fine so, she had a fine little run there, you know. She did. What happened? She's a good actress, man. I think her ma- matchstick men was probably why, the best. Why, this is this and Why aren't you clamoring for more Amy Smart? I love I do like Amy Smart. But she was in a lot of stuff. Also in a she was in Crank. She was. Um so let's get to the let's get to the let's get to the meat of this movie. Okay. The the so it turns out she had I think there's no denying she has a, a fucking beast in her and uh, even Justin Long understands he he pays a sixty grand or whatever to get her uh, what is it twenty it's t- it's ten, grand. Ten, ten grand ten grand well I mean it's sixty grand in two thousand twenty dollars um he agrees you know he pays for her way she doesn't have to hawk all, all of her shit even though she does um mm-hmm. and uh, now she's got a cool three million or three million three thousand on the side now she's got she's She's liquid. You know, he paid for her way. Now she's liquid. <laughs> Is that a spoiler for the ending? It does look like she's being melted. <laughs> so, um, they, so they decide to have, uh, you know, they, we revisit the lady from the beginning of the film who does fine. She has a good experience. She's proud of this decision. The seance, the woman, yeah. she's having, they have a seance. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's a, that's kind of a, a big sequence in this film. What do you, they, first of all, they, what do you okay? What do you think of that scene? I love it because there's a goat in it. The goat. I was gonna say the same. The, cute, the goat is the cutest, cutest, cutest goat. It is. It is so cute, and it is right beside her. And they'll show so, these these kind of serious shots, and they always the goat's always there smiling. 
It looks like it's smiling. It's you so know, cute. Can I tell you that? Okay, this is this might be a zoom, but did the goat remind you of any person? No, I don't. No, tell me. Tim Blake Nelson. That was a Tim Blake Nelson looking goat right there. <laughs> it is so cute, just like Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah, it was. That's what it, I, you know, there. Yeah, it was Timmy. Very Tim. I like uh, I like that goat so much. I, we have to find a shot of it just having the time of his life. It, they hook it to the table. There's like this old eight, old table, and they immediately hook the. They bring a ghost uh, goat in, which is already weird. <laughs> and they say, and they say that once they have the lamia in the room, they're going to transfer its spirit to this goat and slaughter it. Right. And Allison Lemon's like, that sounds good. That's fine. I mean, it's a little weird, but uh, and the table it doesn't go to plan. And the table has custom goat clamps, which is great. That's what I thought was great. Yeah. So they, you know, the woman does this, the, the medium does the, this, the stuff. And she, she attracts all sorts of ghosts besides the Lamy. She attracts other spirits to the room. And there's a shot of these, of these ghosts in the room. And one of them is holding a trombone. Yeah, of course <laughs> she is. Was, what's incredible. You know, there's one had an umbrella. Actually, yeah. If I ever get haunted by a ghost, I I wouldn't mind seeing a, a, some one hold like a a brass instrument, of yeah, some kind. Like a triangle, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also there's there's so the the medium is there. This lady from the beginning, Allison Loman, and then they have the Latin the Latin Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> yeah, he's like her helper. Yeah. Um, they they all take turns getting possessed so the lamia wreaks havoc in the room they alsaloma does get she it possesses the medium and then alsaloma puts the medium's hand on the goat and it does possess the goat who proceeds to talk yeah he has a little dialogue and that's super cgi but it's still adorable and weird and he and he and he says like a stuttering thing to her he calls her like a horror or something but it's it's stuttering because it's a goat you know um and then eventually the helper gets possessed too so it's uh, eventually gets driven away, and then the medium dies. She ends up dying out of... And Alsa Loman's like, well, it sucks that she died. It's awful. But at least her last act was she she got rid of this Lamia for me. And the, How does that go? It, well, the, and Although it. the medium does some of the lamest CPR I've ever seen. He's up. He's up at the top of her. Oh, so you're talking. You're talking about the fortune teller guy. Yeah, he, he does. He's doing yeah. some dog shit CPR because he's up on. He's up around her her throat, trying to compress her chest. I guess he's afraid to touch her knobs, but uh, he. Uh, it's not good. It CPR. doesn't look like he's working very hard. I think he already knows that it's it's probably too late, uh, and also the script says that she died. Okay, so he knows the actor knows that. Well, what I do here is it's going to matter much. Um. Uh, and, and then, yeah, and so then, then, then so evil the, Ed happens, basically. What what happens? That guy becomes evil Ed for a, for a minute. He does, the, yeah. The, the the yeah the, the other guy, the helper. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, the, the, but he's okay. Is he? He's fine. Well, I mean, he, he falls. But that's the most. That's the most homage. You know, he's floating up just like Evil Ed. He's talking in that voice. They actually mm-hmm. use the Evil Dead voices for some of the spirit stuff in this. Um. Yeah, he's fine, and ultimately, what happened? I thought you're saying evil, evil Ed from Fright Night. You're saying Evil Dead. I'm saying yeah, no. I'm saying like Evil Ed from Evil Dead Two. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 He, it definitely does like an Evil Dead Two villain for sure. That's Evil Ed. A deadite. Yeah. 
I did. I guess I didn't know that it was Evil Ed. You thought you're a fan? You said you're a fan of these movies. You don't know Evil Ed? I haven't seen. I haven't. I don't know. I oh. guess I didn't know that. I, I always thought it wasn't Evil Ed in Fright Night too, though. Isn't yeah, he, yeah, but Evil Ed is the floating guy who chews the hair in Evil Dead Two. Everybody yeah, knows the that. blonde guy. Yeah, the guy that you end up on QVC. <laughs> yes, as the host un- later. unbelievable. Seeing him yeah. up there talking about Kandar. Yeah, the most important thing is the goat lives. Yeah, the goat somehow lives. Yeah, and well, and and the ki- the kitten is revisited. We get this. The kitten gets ejected out of a mouth. Yeah, yeah. It's still yeah. not. She, it's not healthy though. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's, that's one of the things that does to terrorize Allison Loman is that the yeah, she, the kitten the, the kitten she killed gets barfed up by the Lamia. Um, let me see. I'm looking at. Oh, by the way, in this. So, what's her next move when she realizes she's now the Lamia? It's getting down to the wire, and this fortune teller tells her. The only thing option she has left is to to get this button that the the woman had you know the, the gypsy had cursed this button this object of hers and and the fortune teller is like well if you give that to somebody if you gift it to somebody then the curse passes to them and she's like well why didn't you tell me this in the first place and he's like because it's a horrible thing to do and it would damn you and it, but and, and it would also damn me because I helped you but he still tells her because he kind of likes her I guess well, um well so it, the last part of the movie is, is this one of the trying sc- to... scariest buttons in film do you think so I mean they ter- that button is is a it's a super MacGuffin in this bitch how so I mean it's just that button is a is, it's a hero button it gets a lot of play it does yeah you're right uh, yeah, see, he puts it in an envelope for her, uh, an un- unmarked envelope, so it can be confused with something else later. Um, and uh, he, she's, so she goes to a diner and she's trying to figure out who can I pass this button to? Who? Because because if whoever I pass it to is going to be damned to eternal torment in hell, but she does definitely doesn't want that to be her. So she's trying to figure out who to. And she goes to a diner. She sees a guy that. Um, He's on a rest, like he's on a oxygen. That's, ador- like that's adorable. Ninety, and so she's about to give it to him, and uh, she's walking towards him, and then his wife comes and gives him pie, and he is so thrilled with the pie. His little dialogue about that pie is very cute. Yeah. Um, so she does it, and then she ends up calling Stu, her her nemesis at work. She threatens uh, the waitress cute- too. That's right. She said, I'll give you a tip you won't forget or mm-hmm. something like that. Because mm-hmm. the wa- the waitress rips her for disorder and coffee. Um, so Stu comes and she accuses Stu of of screwing her. She had like a loan that was going to go through and he, he fucked it up on purpose and got behind her back. And she accuses him of it. And, he, and she's right. He did do that. So he comes crying to the diner. And she feels too sorry for him. She can't do it. She can't give him the thing. She She thinks about it, but can't do it. Kreiner. So what's her solve? What's her solve? To give it to the gypsy. To give it to the dead woman. She asked the fortune teller, "Can I give can I give this to the dead person?" And he's like, "I think you can." He does the math. It's like, "I think it can't happen." So she goes to uh, the great the grave of this woman and it's great. That whole scene is also <laughs> it's great. very great. I love it so much. We also didn't mention when she goes to the woman's house meets her hot daughter or hot granddaughter, whatever, and then proceeds to get gummed by the dead body. 
Yeah, so they're, well, she goes to apologize to the woman, and they're having a uh, wake for her. She doesn't realize that she's dead, and she accidentally bumps into the dead body in the middle of the room, and it has this big, like, I don't know, wrestling match with it? Yep. <laughs> and, and bombing fluid comes out of the woman's mouth, CG, and it grabs CG, her hair again. CGI. Then, CGI bom- and bombing yeah, fluid. And, the, and the, it, the dead woman grabs her hair, takes a chunk of her hair again. Uh, yeah, that's a fun sequence. Uh, so this, in the grave... She digs up the grave in the graveyard, I think. And is it, is she dig it up? She does, right? Yeah, she Incredibly fast. She digs the work of like five men overnight, but she does it in she's minutes. Like, hey, yeah. She's, she's motivated. Got that Lamia and so strength. Then, um, and uh, it, that whole sequence is so good. And the, the, it's, it's really raining out. She is, there's a, there's a weird Raimi kind of, kind of unfortunate trademark where she's in a wet t-shirt, which he also, and with no bra, which he also pulled that off. And remember Spidey? Yes. With that upside down kiss. So he must have a thing for that or something, but that whole sequence is oh, like, Oh, he's the one. No, but you know what I'm saying? Like that just, there's a couple echoes in these, in all his films. Um, I, mean, I didn't notice. I didn't notice. Well, I paused on it. Uh, what else? My daughter was like, why are you, why are you playing with yourself? Dad, we want to clap, clap that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um, it's uh, I, I honestly, I, I don't remember that happening in that scene, but I'm I'm sure it happened. But no, we're not even talking about the best part. What she gets her ass kicked again by the gypsy lady. That's what I'm saying. So she has this whole scene where she she gets she rips the cop off and open, puts the the envelope in her mouth and, you know, give, gives, I give this to you. I give this gift to you. And then she kicks her, the woman's mouth shut. <laughs> you know, she does like a lot of great shit in this. Um, and then, yeah, then she ends up slipping back in cause it's really raining out and the, the grave is flooding <laughs> and, and the woman comes out of the coffin and they start again, having a wrestling match. It's it's a little, jo- a little Joe Beth Williamsy too that scene too, which makes me happy. Oh, of course. Yeah. But then her hair gets, her hair gets yanked off again, and she said, "That's when she says she is the last time you take some of my hair or something." Uh, and then the, uh, that's the last. That's the last of my hair you're getting. And then the gravestone falls on them, makes an adorable sound. I wrote that down too. It's it, everything about that sequence is so great, and even that when it hits her head makes this like very cute clunk sound. You know, <laughs> it's like a metallic, cartoony uh, yeah. sound. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. And then there's a Darkman tribute in this where she's remember the the sequence of Darkman where um, Francis McDormand is at the at the grave and then they they it's like it's like well it it, it yes she is it, 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 it dissolves it dissolves her and then she's at the grave I think I think it goes from one location to the next with the same shot yeah. they do a similar thing here where she's standing up and there's mud on her face and then she's all of a sudden in the shower right you know like right yeah. Um, Anyway, but th- here's one thing about, uh, do you think Justin Long, do you think this is a thing? I wrote this down. Justin Long in, 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 um, Jeepers Creepers, right? He gets killed. He, he's, he gets killed at the end. Like it's his is the, the, it's inconclusive. Death. No, he gets hollowed out and killed in this movie. Do you think he gets like a horror? He's getting hor- horror movie revenge. He's the one that survives this. Do you know what I'm saying? Is that a thing? Like where 
you get killed in one horror movie, then you get cast another one, you get to live. I think it's adorable that you think that anybody will consider Justin Long's needs. <laughs> is he? Is, let me ask you again: Is he getting horror movie revenge that he gets to live in this? No, didn't cross anybody's I, mind. I just thought maybe that was that was a thing, like maybe. That's his curse. Like an actor's curse. Once you get killed in a movie and a horror film and to break that curse, you have to be unkilled in another movie. Uh, Is that a thing? Not, Is it a thing? N- not with Dominic Dunn. Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. I'm talking about real life. <laughs> Isn't it Dominique? Isn't it Dominique? I think her dad was Dominic. Anyway, let's not bring that up. You did. <laughs> yeah, so does he get does he, does he get horror movie revenge? He doesn't. Yeah. Um so then uh she thinks she's clear, she's in the clear, even though it was so obvious that that scene is so awkward where she mis- misplaces the envelope. Um and then there's this weird little mini subplot where she buys a dress, which is I love it. I don't know why. So, I don't know why I like it. No, it's because that's what I'm saying. Is that it's so she has done her very best to put on this new character, like this new person that she's you know she's on a diet. She's shedding her her accent, her southern roots. She's she's getting away from who she really is, and then the movie, the Lamia, pulls her back to that. It takes all this cost these costume this costume off of her. And then at the end, she's she's try, she's putting it back on. That's why she buys that dress. Like she's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna be some I'm gonna be, be someone who I'm not again. How does it work? I think I think it was more like you know what I feel pretty good. I just got rid of the lami. I'm gonna I'm gonna treat myself. Yeah, but I think that's what they're doing there. And I and it's it's the you know she's she's back on her diet. Remember that woman approaches her with some some snacks and or some chocolate, and she's for free and she's like no no not for me i love it though when she's i don't know if this is it's in, it's in the director's cut i don't know if it's in your cut when she buys that dress like because the store's not open yet and she convinces the lady to let her buy this dress even though they're not open yeah. and she goes what size uh-huh. she goes what size are you she goes i'm a four she goes no you're a five with the lamia that you still have <laughs> yeah so uh justin long is gonna propose to her you see him with the ring like it's like they're going on a train somewhere and um he asks her about her new coat. He's like, where's your old coat? She's like, I got rid of it. I never want to wear it again. And then he says, well, that's unfortunate because I found your, I have your button that we could have sewed back on the cursed button. He has it with him because in the envelope that she actually gave the woman, it was, remember he's a nickel collector. It's just, he collects, or he collects it's coins. Standing Lincoln or some shit like that. Yeah. It's a, he, she had given him this gift of a, what do you say? A fully struck nickel or something fully struck, meaning like, I guess pristine or something. So um, he had that in an envelope as well. She there was an envelope mix up. So she he gives her the curse button back, and that's not good. She doesn't like that. Well, she thought she was rid of the curse. Well, and and in, you know, it's normally a film like this would send Justin straight to hell. Justin Long, yeah, you know, he was the he was in well, the wrong. It can't, it can't, it can't though, it can't because he's getting horror horror movie revenge. Oh, so he it can't. He's untouchable in this. He's getting a horror movie revenge next. Okay, <laughs> it's a thing. It is. 
They're, He's untouchable. They're like Justin, are, were you? Are you in, in movies? Is this your first role? Did Alison Lohman in her next role get horror movie revenge? I don't know. I, have to, I don't think so. If you mean by not getting hired, yes. <laughs> so uh, she falls. She, he, she's so horrified that he's got this button. She falls back on the train tracks, and a train is coming. Justin Long is horrified, tries to uh, save her, but that doesn't work. Well, he says the worst thing that could happen to you is you get hit by a train. And then what happens? <laughs> she before as the train is about to hit her, she gets dragged instead to hell. <laughs> um, and then the title comes back up. <laughs> yeah, I love that. There's, and, and it's great. And there's no post credits thing, by the way, because I checked. It is a lovely ending. I, I think the ending is so great, even though I like her and I don't necessarily want to see her dragged to hell. Um, it's a great ending. And it ends with Justin Long uh, crying tears of relief that he, he got horror movie revenge. So. Are you talking about him getting hired for Tusk later? <laughs> well, then he has to get, he gets killed in that. That's it. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. So he has to do it again. Um, so, yeah, he even says, like, just long at the end, he kind of, you hear him in the background as she's freaking out. He's like, yeah, the envelopes kind of look the same. Like, he says it. <laughs> he <does>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cute, actually. Um, anyway, I just, did you know, did you recognize uh, a well-known actor in the background of this that was in the film? In which, this part? In the bank. She played one of the bank workers. Oh, um. No. Octo- Octo- Octavia Spencer. I'm sorry. I can't even really? She, yeah, she's in there. She, I don't think she has any dialogue. She's just in the background. I recognized her and I looked her up. She's in this movie. She might have been in the uh, deleted. Well, good. But you know what happened? Was was Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 before or after this? I don't know. I think it was after, I, unfortunately. I was going to say she was getting horror movie revenge in this, but... Um, She's in that. I think that she gets destroyed in Halloween too. I think. I think. Yeah. Man, I saw. I. I, I never want to think about that movie again. Join the club. I hate it. He's an awful film. In fact, that's that's the movie that I said that I wouldn't watch any more Rob Zombie films after, and I've I've kept my promise to myself. Um, I cannot do it. How tall is he? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> it's five ten, Nick. It's five ten. <laughs> So to, you know, you know, we kind of. What do you think of the movie? It's a, it's a it's a it's a fun little movie. It's a fun little curiosity. It's like you know what it is. It's the quick and the dead horror to me. It's it's a it's a forgettable fun little morsel that is a minor work for him, but still still fun. That's how I feel about it. Uh, I love it. I don't think it's maybe it's a little minor, but I, I think Quick and the Dead is fantastic. Oh, I love do it. You think it's minor? I love it, but it's minor. It's minor. I don't think so. Oh, it's, it's, you know, a, it's a style exercise. I mean, I, I I love it. Have you seen it? Have you seen it recently? No. You should watch it because I whatever watched happened it to that kid actor in it. What I think is so uh, you talking about Fame Masterson? I love her. Um, uh, Leo Leo Nard, whatever his name is. Uh, the guy that played the blind kid with the bullets. <laughs> so here's here's the thing about Quick and the Dead. Its style is so unique and, you know, so Rammy, but it's so unique and weird 
to that genre of film that it totally doesn't age. Like when you watch it now, there's, you know, obviously it's already a Western. So, you know, it's, a, it's, but it, it just, it just seems fresh when you watch it now. I think Lance Henderson so has never great. been cooler than he has in that movie. I know. And it's not even, I mean, it's a cool looking character, but his character is like, is not cool. You know, he's like, I think he plays a character named Ace Hanlon. I think this is no, it's Ace something. And he looks, yeah. and, and, and he, and he, you know, he's like this kind of, um, a cowboy that can do all these like, you know, shooting tricks and stuff. And then he gets destroyed by the, in that movie in a very brutal way. I know, but, but he's just such a badass in it. It's so- he's very charismatic and yeah. And quick and memorable in that movie. His, he has, he doesn't have much screen time, but he's very memorable. But Hendrickson's always good, though, I think. Absolutely. Love him to death. All right. He's one of the best things that's ever happened. I love I read his um his the biography that came out. I, I've, read, I've, read it. I've read it. Yeah. Yeah. What's it called? Like, you're right. It was Ace Handler. Uh, um, uh, it was called uh, Not Bad for a Human or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's great. I mean, it's kind of just interviews with him, but it's it's very it's very fun to read. I think, uh, I think. Chud, uh, I'm sorry, I, I, Movie Microscope guest Andrew Hawkins bought that for me for my birthday one year. It's very nice of him. Yeah. And he also gave, right. gave me a piece of Lance Hendrickson's meat as well, which was cool. Well, a wedding gift I got from somebody was I got uh, pottery from him. Somebody gave me pottery from Lance Hendrickson. I guess he's a bit of a... Um, what do you call it? What do they call that? Potter? What are they? Uh, like a, yeah, I mean, uh, Maybe. They put a kiln. What are they kind of a kiln artist? I think that's uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm kidding. He uh, sells pottery, and uh, my wife gave it away to somebody. I think, and it makes me sad thinking about it. What if we need to? Ha- we should have. We should have hung on to that stuff. What if it's? What if whoever has it goes to hell because of you? By the way, it, they call they call her button a cursed object, and I instantly thought of Bo Bridges. <laughs> do they call it a cursed object in yes, the movie? They do because it is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, what about you? Do you think it you think it's some minor work or no? Drag me to hell? I mean it's 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 definitely like a, it feels like a yeah, a one off. It feels small, but um you know the thing about Rami, it's it's what what are his bad films? Like even Crime Wave have stuff has stuff that's worth watching. What's a what's a bad film by Sam Rami? I I mean so Crime Wave's not great. Crime Wave sucks. But what what what's a bad film besides that? I mean, the, is there one? I, I would say that. I mean, Oz is not a Raimi esque film, but it's not bad. He doesn't make bad movies. I like Spider Man Three. A lot of people don't. I love it. I think it's fine. Um, Gift is great. Yeah, I mean, I think Civil Plan's a wonderful movie. Civil Plan is great. I just don't think he has many bad films, and like he doesn't work enough, though. He hasn't worked since um, uh, Oz, and that was a hit. That was a kind of a big hit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. The guy, he, 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 what he chooses to do with his time is none of your business. He produces all the time. I just wish he would make, which you know, I guess he did between that and he did helm the pilot of the Ash versus the Evil Dead TV series. But other than that, he hasn't really been behind the, the camera very much. It makes me sad, man. I miss him. I miss that, Ramey. Yeah, it was so funny because you look at, I mean, the, the guys that were the, the absolute, nerd like sleeper great guys like peter jackson and sam raimi they owned it they 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 became the biggest directors in hollywood for a stretch there 
I do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, and to watch those careers diverge, I mean, Jackson kind of, he's he's been working, but he hasn't made uh, a bunch of great shit since Kong. Kong has some moments in it that are amazing, but it's not a great movie. All of his films have moments. Yeah, I think. But, but he, I mean, he started out, it, didn't Jackson kind of start out super influenced by Rami? I think so. But I think, I, I think yeah. he, he, I think dead alive is, is as essential as evil dead two is in its own, in, on its own merits. I mean, you know, bad yeah, taste I came mean, first, but I think dead alive is a, just a special, special movie. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. But I mean, you know, whatever it takes to get the mortal engines made, you just got to do it. We need to zoom hard on that. Yeah. I I kind of want to wait till the the trilogy completes before we dig in, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was listening to uh, some NPR, and they said that one of the reasons COVID came about was to prevent those movies from coming. <laughs> Well, then, then it's overkill because there's also something else that prevented. <laughs> yeah. um, did you ever see Mortal Engines? Because I think it's available on like HBO Max or, wait, or HBO. I'm or waiting. Whatever. I'm waiting for the right moment. Yeah, with the right time. Did you? You know, I I said That's that. Like, I'll, I'll watch. Let's celebrate when we're allowed to be in the same room together again. Let's celebrate with the Mortal Engines. Okay, well, then I'm going to break my promise. I said, if I'm ever quarantined because of a, a worldwide virus is at large, I'll watch Mortal Engines. And then the world called my bluff. <laughs> I have not watched it yet. So, so here's what we're going to have a uh, Mortal Engines pizza party screening. <laughs> the, first, the first, the very the first. first social f- where everybody's good to go. I'm going to go online and get some advice. I'm going to be, I'm going to like, uh, uh, what to do at your Mortal Engines pizza party? <laughs> you know, besides watch the movie, there's got to be some. <laughs> maybe there's got to be somebody out there that was so excited for that film to come out. Maybe we should, maybe it should be Chinese. We get Mortal Egg rolls. You know, like we could do like we can get like customized food for the celebration. I yeah, that's one thing that we could maybe start doing uh, is just creating unique recipes for every film. You know, right. Um, well, if I'm you remember, if you remember the the original movie Microscope on Chud.com featured a recipe at the end. It did. Yeah, it was called Method of like what, like Method a- of Destruction. It was called, and it would be all the ingredients, like you know, like I've had it had to really remove this film from existence, but it was a recipe of sorts. Oh, but anyway, um, but that was it. That that was about ripping movies. This is about celebrating movies like Mortal Engines. Um, it is. You're right. You're right. We don't do did, that. Did anymore. I actually you don't do just prolong this coronavirus by proposing a mortal engines party? You may have. Yeah, that's okay. That's fine. Um, I can't wait to see you to watch mortal engines. I can't wait till we're together again to watch that film. That's the only reason, though, because I just want to see it so bad. Yeah, I, you know? it's like the uh, celluloid. Uh, representation of brown wall i have a feeling which is kind of cool it's gonna it's gonna be tough to wait i'll admit it <laughs> i'm not good at waiting to watch moral engines next. you you're you're very it. good at it um i perfected it by the way i want um, now, i now want ben stiller to direct a marvel movie well you love the his yeah you, you you'd be quite taken with his um 
his miniseries. Well, I mean, which is called Escape at and, Denimora or Demora, whatever it's called. But and it even has one of your least favorite actors in it. And, he, and he's it. actually Paul, awesome in it. I, I kind of liked him in it too, which is mm-hmm. he kills it in this movie, in this show. But you know, the thing about Stiller, he directed the shit out of Cable Guy. He directed the shit out of Tropic Thunder. He's a very good director already. And even his little spoofs on his TV show were very well made. I just think the maturity that he shows on this thing, I mean, he, there's a lot of really difficult storytelling things that he does with this, and it's effortless. The guy's amazing. He directed, did he direct Zoolander too as well? I don't know. Um, I like, I like Stiller a lot and he is, he's got very, uh, good taste. I think he, what he produces sometimes is, is pretty interesting. Secret um, Life of Walter Mitty. He directed that, but he produced something else that was like, like he, he produces like kind of low budget comedy stuff. That's pretty good sometimes. And you know, he, he worked with that. What's this? What's the guy that, um, Noah Bombach, like he worked with him a couple of times yeah. recently, right? Yeah. Sort of recently. Anyway, no, you're right. He does have. Good, do he's the, got good taste. Yeah, you want to do the work. Do you want to do the work? Let's do the work. All right. All right. So, you know, we're talking about you know, getting a fucking tat. You know, your body is a temple, and you're fucking desecrating it. Um, like, wh- where and what are you going to shove onto yourself from, from "Drag Me to Hell"? There's no way that I would not get that kitten in the laundry basket pre-death. I would get that somewhere. I'll let you pick. I don't know where, where it's available. I know like maybe your haunches. Yeah. I'm gonna get it on my haunch. One of my haunches. Yeah. The kitten in the laundry basket from drag me to hell. Yeah. yeah. Pre-death. Maybe with a knife, like in midair coming down at it, but not piercing. Okay. It. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I would do. What about you? Okay. Um, Man, so many good moments, so many things. Um, I, you know what I'm going to do? I, this is uh, along a similar line. Um, just uh, the look of that man's face when his uh, when his wife shows up with his fucking pie. Just that old man with the pie face. You know. Yeah, that's a good one. Smiling, yeah. and he's he does say some cute things. I wrote down what he says. Oh, he says, holy fuck, that's a good goddamn looking piece of fucking pie. That's one thing. He's he like, yeah. No. He's like, Darren Aronofsky, you ain't. <laughs> what does he say? He says, he says, my gosh. That's what that's one of the things he says about the pie, because he just likes the look of it. That's the underused uh, exclamation. Would you agree? No. Brown wall. Right, thank you. Big brown, hey. big brown wall. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna get that um, on uh, on my nape. Um, uh, well, the nape of your neck, nice. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and I'm gonna have a word a word balloon saying "Oh gosh," but I'm gonna have that dialogue attributed to the pie. <laughs> well, why not? Yeah, yeah. You, there's some creative liberties I think you can take. Yeah, uh, like I'm gonna have my uh, that kitten in a um, like a you know smoking a chest field. <laughs> <laughs> gonna have it in a, a katie perry sweatshirt but it says kitty perry or something and I don't know. yeah no it, chesterfield's even better i might do that yeah and, and like and it's and the and the sweatshirt's cut off at the midriff right mm-hmm. yeah. oh, of, course. Yeah, of course cats have midriffs <laughs> i hope so 
Uh, all right, so you uh, you've been graced with a, a very nice, uh, sizable chunk of dough to create uh, an attraction or some sort of a business venture tied to drag me to hell. And uh, how does that uh, how does that shit go to go to go to salt? So I, one of the things that I would do, I create a restaurant, drag me to hell restaurant that would in the movie. There's a she has a dream, uh, and. She has a dream and the woman is in bed with her. Remember, she wakes up and it's just long, but then she lays back down and it's the old woman yeah. in bed. And the woman rolls on top of her and she kind of screams at her and then just barfs out all these mealworms. That's on right, her she face, does. Which is super gross. And then she wakes up. But however, I found out through my, uh, my research, I called a few people and got some behind the scenes info on this one. Uh, I know some people at the IMDb and um, trivia page. Those mealworms were made out of pasta. Okay. They weren't actual mealworms. So I would go just open a restaurant where they would recreate bugs out of pasta and just shoot them at your face. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Blast them at your face. Do you eat them? Yeah, you can eat them. Yeah, I mean, sure. when I think of a restaurant, right. I think of eating. You can eat okay. them. Yeah. I don't I mean, go, Of course. One thing, I've been to a restaurant where they shoot things in your face and you leave. Yeah, I mean that might just be the, that's the only option too, All right. even for dessert. So they also have a worm-shaped dessert. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever have you ever had uh, what's that? I forgot that there's that um, there's a dessert that I love. I forgot what it's called. It's uh, it's oh god, there's it's 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 called like worm or something. Is candy? No, it's <laughs> it's it. I've had it served to me in a flower pot. Where it's like ground up like Oreos is the is the dirt, and they have gummy worms in there. And you know what yeah. I'm talking about? There's a name for this. It's a dirt, like dirt pie or something like there's a name for it. And it's awesome. It's okay. And there's uh they basically recreate a flower pot with food and it's, I forgot what it's called, but somebody on who's listening who knows what I'm talking about. It's, it's okay. delicious. I had a, a friend of mine at one of my first corporate jobs. Um, she had a thing at her house, like a little get together and she made that. And I practically lived like, was it a Mortal Engines pizza party? <laughs> um, I'm looking this shit up. I need to know. Yeah, let me. It's a flower pot. You serve it in a flower pot. That's already throwing me off. But then there's fake dirt. That's Oreos. Dirt, Ice cream, I imagine. Dirt, it, dirt cake. It's called dirt cake. So it's a cake. Well, but it's in a flower pot. Now, do you eat the flower pot? Is that made out of some kind of confection? Made out of clay. Probably built by fucking Lance Henriksen. (laughs) (laughs) It's called dirt cake? Yep. Yeah. And you never forgot. That's the kind of treat that you never forgot, huh? It blew you away. Uh, It's too bright. It's too bright. You can't see it. Yeah, it's fine. I can kind of see it. Yeah, I've, I can imagine. So this is a dessert that is like, it's like bookmarked in your mind. Oh my, that's something I've, that's fantastic. I, and I, I was at some fancy restaurant years and years and years later, and they had that on the menu. And by golly, I got it. And it was delicious. And they did some whipped cream action on top. They made a flower out of whipped cream or some shit. Or out of out of like a cream cheese or whatever. It was fucking amazing. It's got, gum, it's got gummy worms in yep. it. Huh? Yep. You chew them? I love them. Yeah. 
You do like you like gummy worms. Hey, huh? you, do you like a gummy worms straight up like gelatin, or do you like them like kind of like sour? I like, like them chewy. I like them chewy as fuck. Chewy. You know, also, I also I also like when uh, a real real food in, introduces gummy or jelly beans into their repertoire. Like a, I had like a like a habanero uh, martini one day, and they had a fucking jalapeno fucking jelly bean in there, and I practically ejaculated. Yeah. Did they really? So I love when you take a piece of candy and put it in, you know, like, so there's this fancy steakhouse in Nashville that has, uh, they're, they're known for their uh, cotton candy. Their cotton candy that they, they throw onto, they do bacon and cotton candy or something. So I love when you take a confection and put it in, you know, in the guise of a meal. Are you fucked? I actually have a uh, uncle uh, who's a gummy chef. So I'm you're I'm, you're speaking to me. Yeah. I'm hearing you yeah. because he I'll I'll throw your compliments his way. You should see what he does with sushi. Um, just works with gummy fish. Yeah, well, Swedish fish. And stuff. Well, you've been to like one of those candy shops where you discover just crazy things that are gummy that you would have never thought were would be a gummy. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like I want like I had a gummy soldier once and a gummy like F-14 fighter jet that was gummy. It's like Jesus. Let's actual size, or no, I hope it's, it's small. It was smaller. But um, speaking of, by the way, speaking of gummy, yeah, Lorna Raver in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so did he do? Does he do gummy like top movie tie-ins? Because that's a great idea. My uncle. Yeah, like a, you know, like when uh, like, no, like when Southern Comfort came out, you know, to do like gummies. No, he doesn't work silly, Nick. He does. Yeah. He's a serious show. Okay. Yeah. 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 When Gummo came out. Oh, he was mad. Uh, all right, so what am I going to do? I'm going to. I've got this financing. Um, you got financing for yours, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, well, you can be a part of. You want to be a co-owner with mine? You mean the, the restaurant where you shoot stuff into people's faces? Yeah, you shoot. You shoot worms made out of pasta at your face. No. Okay. No, I wouldn't. I would not do that. Um, what movie feature? Oh, was it what movie featured a key made out of pasta? And we did that, didn't we? Someone had to eat. Yeah, it. we did here. What was it? Someone had to eat a key. <laughs> I don't remember, but that was a Zoom. <laughs> it was a Zoom. It was. It was. Was it Peterson eating a pasta key? <laughs> What movie was it? All right, go ahead. Uh-oh. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> I'm going to put pasta key in Google and see what happens. <laughs> key made out of pasta. This is scintillating. I can't wait. <laughs> what Zoom was that? I have to go. Th- I have to go through it. Because someone had to eat a key, and then they did make it on a pasta. I'm trying to think what movie would they have, that we did that they had to eat a key. What movie? It had to be a. Oh, oh somebody, any, could it be somebody's hiding evidence, right? Oh fuck! It was Beowulf. <laughs> um, <laughs> the only part of that movie that was they also yeah, they also made an L made out of pasta. <laughs> <laughs> For no, for you to pronounce it right. Uh, oh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, so I don't. Uh, all right, I'll never say it. Right. Um, 
Okay, so uh, this is a traveling uh, event that I have. Um, right. And so what I'll do is I'll go to various uh, high schools with my, all my, and, and I'll prep the you know a couple of days before I'll work with the student council. It's already such a bad idea, by the way. Uh-huh. All right, and then um, you know, and we'll have just a light show and effects and and like blood and shit, everything going crap. And uh, and there's a dance, and uh, it's fucking insane. And uh, everybody gets you know their photos taken like professionally. It's beautiful. Um, and uh, oh, that's the prom. Never mind, that's a prom. I'm thinking of. <laughs> it's a prom. <laughs> all right so i'm gonna do, uh i'm gonna i'm gonna have a I'm, I'm gonna uh have like a haunted hayride where we actually drag people behind mm-hmm. like drag them behind through the through the through the various cornrows and stuff like that okay and then uh at the end of the at the end of this ride uh they're all bra- they're beaten up they're bloody they're covered in dog shit and scrapes and and really pissed off and then uh we we uh we, we get takeout from your restaurant <laughs> well, that cheers yeah. them up. In the mouth of madness. That's the pasta key. Are you serious? Yeah, the pasta key movie. That's what it's known as. Who who eats the key? The woman that you criticized that her acting in it. She eats the key. You mean the one who uh, liked your tweet? She did. <laughs> yeah, I hope she. Didn't, I hope she didn't listen to our podcast where you fucking ripped the shit out of her. <laughs> For some unknown reason, I, I she she liked the tweet for that episode that you put up. God, yeah, she, <laughs> there's no way she listened to it. Thank God, thank God for that. But if she did, I feel so sad because, um, first of all, we missed out on having a new fan. Second of all, at least I stuck up for her, and I was like, this woman's a genius. Well, I was correct, so I'll take being right over being you know nice. She, we're not right. She sucks. She's she can even need a fake key right. I'm gonna tag her on this one. Too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're we're approaching two hours. I love hanging out with you. Do you think our audience likes the oh, podcast? This one's gonna require two hours. Now? Okay, so uh, you now you're gonna edit. Oh yes, I am. I guarantee it. Just that one. Just that one joke. Um, I'm, which one? Uh, the. The, no, I will. Oh, you, you, it'll be in there. It'll see. be in there. It stays. Of course. Will. Um, All right. So you're, uh, you've been inserted into this film. Mm-hmm. Like Slithus. Uh, you're in there. You're part of uh, Dragging You to Hell. What shape does your performance take? I would be one of the ghosts in the sands. Okay. You were ready for, for sure. Okay. I, well, I just thought of this because I had mentioned that the um, trombone player ghost, right? Like he's in there. Yeah. I'd also it would be the second ghost that comes in behind also holding a trombone and disappointed to see that there are now two of us with the same ghostly affectation. I'd be I'd be embarrassed. I'd be blushing before I got banished to to back to my where do the where do the ghosts coming from? Oh, do they ever? Oh, yes, they're in between. The between they call it the between what do they call it in the, uh, the insidious movies they have some dumb name for i don't it. know i've never watched one hmm. i've never they have some funny name for it the underdark or something are you thinking about stranger things the upside down is that what you're thinking of no no this is the insidious what's, what's the place in the uh in 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 get out that they call it that the 
The upside down. Oh, um, they call the gathering smoke. What do they call it? Like the deep smell. What's it like? The uh, what do they call it? like the bottom? I can't remember that either. But let's talk about the more important film, the better film, Insidious. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't. Uh, Brown wall. Yes, yeah, the third one. All right. Uh, what about okay, you? So I'm, I'm in. Uh, I was tempted to be the third line in the trombone, but I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> you should. I don't know because that's too fast, and I don't. I, I know you want to get off. Um, I don't want to get off. I like hanging out with you. I just feel bad for all the listeners that we don't have. Probably worried about this being a two-hour-long podcast. But we did at least talk about pasta keys. <laughs> he, he's so good in, in Supernatural, Jared. Jared Poster Keys. Who would you be? All right. So uh, there were five people during that seance. Uh, uh, I'm out of the frame. Um, I own a, uh, a Euro wrap. And I've been tailing that goat for weeks. And so I've got a sharpening tool and a knife and uh, a bunch of pita bread and some some Z sauce, and I'm fucking waiting for the moment to strike. And then I realize the market I'm missing out on because can you imagine how good Lamia goat must taste? So this guy, his eyes light up with dollar signs when that thing gets possessed, and uh, and he's like just ready to strike. And then it, the possession moves to the next character, and he sees the goat restored to its normal form and slaughters himself in the corner. <laughs> Well, he's so depressed. Yeah, he's he like, I had a, he was like looking at his cash sort of cow, and it doesn't pan out. And, he, and instead of going hat in hand back to his business partners, he's like, I'm taking myself out. And he just, you mind if I zoom in real quick on this? Yeah. Be cash goat. Well, I said, yeah, okay. I said kind of, yeah. Mind if I zoom uh-huh. in? Kind of doesn't cover it. Well, <laughs> We're hitting almost two hours here. Let's 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 push for it. Let's push for the longest. I um, died. Um, all right, we'll skip Halloween. Um, all right, you're on an island, man. You got a piece. You got a trinket. You got a fucking goat. You got a thing that you got to put on this island. I'm get. I'm just bringing the goat. I mean, that's it. That's I've been. That's the one thing I knew before we did this. I'm gonna say it first. That goat's mine. I'm bringing him. He's my buddy on the island, and maybe sometimes he would still be an evil goat. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's fine. I think he's cute enough that we could get past that. Um, he's a cutie. I like Tim Blake Nelson. I don't mind <laughs> seeing his goat-like face uh, on my island, you know? He's, you know, why is it, like, what's the big thing with goats and, and the devil? Have we zoomed in enough? Did you go back and, and do the research? Yeah. Why? Why are goats? In the, why are they so connected? Because if the cloven hoofs and the fucking the the beard. I mean, they, they've always been synonymous with that 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 look. They look like you know, they look like a demon. They look like and the and the devil's original his his original name is Billy. Uh, is that yeah? yeah. But no, it, it's just I, I, there's got you know. I'm sure people have done the research on this, but I, I mean, especially this goat. He was super cute. You know, he had no devil qualities about him. Yep. And actually, the Lamy was kind of cute a little bit in this. Too, mean, I have to say, he was doing 
he did some cute stuff. The or the I think the Lamia might be a, a, a lady, but the Lamia is definitely well, close for a while. It was the Lambia, things. right? <laughs> but I, you know, that the there were some cute hauntings in this. Some clever, cute hauntings. I have to say, some of the stuff that the Lamia was doing. Okay. Little cute, little cute. All right, I'll, I'll let you have it. I'll Go ahead. I take the, I take the goat. I take the goat. All right, that's stupid. Uh, what would you take? Damn, I want to take some shit with me. I think I'm gonna. Oh, that ant. You take the anvil. That's adorable. Um, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take uh, some 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 pretty good shit. I'm gonna get the. Uh, I can't have I can't have the Lamia's daughter or niece or whatever. I'm gonna take the um, I'm gonna have her handkerchief. Oh with, yeah, with the, her, the, with, the sentient handkerchief with her, with her dentures wrapped in them. No, oh, so you're taking two. Oh items. no, it's one item. It's packaged, so it's like you know. Uh, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, it's they're tied. To, it's tied closed. So why uh, dentures? Uh, they're beautiful. I know at some point Georgie's gonna need them. and the the handkerchief is actually i'm hoping that a a stiff breeze will carry it around the island the way it did in the movie so there'll be like this just like orbiting the island will be this handkerchief that's my goal oh that's awesome well i'm going to teach my goat to sing a song okay white (laughs) oleander and her you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What do you think of that? Do you really sing that song? Do you think they? I used to sing it. Yeah. From the movie. I just made the movie. I made that song up about the movie. I don't think that song's featured in the film. Oh, okay. Fortunately. <sighs> hmm. Leonor, you gonna you gonna you gonna do a pod song for this no. one? Not inspired. That's too bad. All right, so. This was a great movie. Have you been seeing any? Have you? Do you have a movie to recommend? Oh yeah, let's recommend something. Um, what about? I don't you? even Are know if seen... it's out there or if it's available on any formats right now. But there's an old Michael K movie that I love. Uh, not old, not that old. It's from the '90s, I think, or '80s. A Shock to the System. Remember? I don't think I've ever seen that. It's uh it's like a black comedy. It's 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 sort of a macabre horror, like a like a like a murder story, but it's it's very black comedy driven. He's just as he's just this sinister business guy who uh, wants his wife dead. And it's a fun little movie that came out, I would say probably 1988 or 89. And it was just, it's a sleeper. It's like a sleeper little movie. And I really loved it. And Kane, he's really good in it. Yeah. Who? Oh, Kane is. Yeah. Yeah. I recommend, I, you know, I, I, I just recommend quick and the dead since we brought that up earlier. Watch quick and the dead. If you haven't seen it for a long time or have never seen it. That's a good one. It's a, it's fun. Then you you get to see Ace Hanlon, who we who we reference. Okay, so I'm looking up Shock to the System. It's uh, it's uh, not available really on any. It came out in 1990. Um, not really available in any form. So enjoy. It's a crying shame, man. <laughs> you can't watch it, huh? Oh wait, you could. Yes, you can off of Amazon Prime. You could rent it or buy it for ten dollars. Rent it for two ninety nine. There you go. Michael Caine, Elizabeth McGovern, Peter Riegert. 
Elizabeth McGovern in there, huh? Yep. I, I like I like that cast. Yeah, it's a it's a good Elizabeth McGovern. Elizabeth McGovern was in Big. Is that who I'm thinking of? Or am I, that's that's I'm Elizabeth Perkins. McGovern is Perkins. Who, she's having a baby. Who she? <gasps> oh, you mean like uh, the short hair? Yeah. She's like in a lot of British stuff these days. She was in Ordinary People. Was that yeah, her? She was in uh, Once Upon a Time in America. She played the younger or the older version of Jennifer Connelly. Jeff does not like her. She ran for office. <laughs> she was in. Uh, oh, she wasn't in that movie. I was thinking that she was in White. Um, Oleander. What's the? What's the <laughs> no. What's the? Movie White Sands that we talk about every once oh, that's in a while. Mary we should do that Mosford movie. Tony yeah, Mary. yeah, yeah. We um, should do that movie. I like she's having a baby, by the way. Kevin Bacon. The the end credits. Elizabeth McGovern. Um, yeah, but I I forgot everybody else. But I think Stephen is Weber, it the John Hughes? It's the John Hughes yeah, movie. Right? Stephen Weber might have been in it, but that movie accomplishes more with one drop of blood than most movies do with an entire effects budget. Why? It's just there's a it's just one drop of blood hitting the floor makes you queasy and scared. Okay. Yeah. But at the end of the movie, there's this they have a bunch of famous people suggesting names for the child, which is kind of funny. And I, and I remember yeah. I remember Paul Gleason says "blind boy grunt" was his name. <laughs> uh, which is that a movie that is it? Is Kevin Bacon a complete dick in that movie, or is he? Is that yeah, he another comes, movie? I'm he comes of age. Like he's 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 he has trouble letting go of his youth. Yeah, yeah. He's not a complete dick, but he has trouble giving up. You know, Michael McKean in that, or is it another one that he's in with Kevin Bacon? Might, I'm mixing two. He might. I mean, there's another there's another movie in it that's that he plays like that Kevin Bacon's in around the same time that I mix up with this one. The big picture. The big picture. Yep, that's it. I think that's the one McKeon's on. I think I no, I think it's uh, Harry Shearer. Or he directed it, didn't he? Maybe. The big picture. Kevin Bacon, man. Still doing it. Still it's funny he and uh he and Kiefer have become the same person. On Instagram at least. They're yeah. sitting in the house with their acoustic guitar. Oh really? Kiefer's like playing music? Kiefer's I mean, I know he's a I know he's a musician, but he's actually playing music on Instagram. Oh, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. he actually released an album very recently. It truly, it truly is the apocalypse, Nick. <laughs> I'm I'm actually going to defend Kiefer. Yeah. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. I'm just saying, like, I, I think you know, he's uh, you know, I think Renner, Renner. We talked about Renner recently. He he, he comes off as a little shitty, but Kiefer and, and Bacon have been doing it forever. I'm 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 not going to buy like, one yeah. lick of their music. But I'm Bacon. happy that they're out there pleasing themselves. And Kira Sedgwick dances in Kevin Bacon with her. She's dancing with him in his in his uh, in his uh, home on Instagram right now. And it's good to see her again. She's awesome. Oh, I, I like uh, Bacon, and he's in the Bacon Brothers with his with his brother. Yeah, thanks. You know that? Do you know that uh, Kevin Bacon? By the way, what? A little zoom in here. He got horror movie revenge. You can stop recording. Did you know that? <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> he could stop recording. <laughs>